Grab your highlighters. Can't find them? They're probably right there in your pocket protector. It's time for that Early Childhood Nerd Podcast. Let's get nerdy. Here's Heather. Welcome to another episode of That Early Childhood Nerd. This is Heather Burnt. Tiffany's already laughing at me. Hello. Hello. <laughs> um, I've got the enthusiastic welcome and then the weird, awkward, drawn out sign off at the end of the podcast. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. It's your signature. <laughs> it's what I do. All right. So we're keeping the, the conversation going about these. Um, oh, my God. Do you have an Adventure Time coffee mug? I do. Nice. Mom, grab your friends. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, guys. We're continuing the conversation about the core dispositions of master teachers, as outlined by Deb Curtis and Margie Carter in the book Training Teachers. Um, Is there a continuum for these? A continuum? Yeah. Like, Uh, like do you develop one and then the other and then the other and the other? Is that what you mean? Or like, do master, or you mean the the podcast? No, I'm thinking oh. of the core dispositions. It's like mm-hmm. you start in one place with them, mm-hmm. and they're all the strands, and then you like move along as a teacher. Yeah, I I don't know that in I don't know that in the book in their theory they don't call it a theory of core dispositions. I call it their theory of core dispositions. I don't know that I in like the it. in the book they say that, but they have the way they have them out. The way they have ordered them seems like a natural progression to me. Um, it's not the order that the podcasts are coming out because I'm just going with whoever can talk and which ones they want to talk about. And then (laughs) we release them. So we're going out of order, but I think there is because like the very first one is to delight in children's development or delight in and be curious about children's development. And I think without that, a lot of these other things don't work, don't really work. So yeah, yeah, I think there probably is a continuum. I would like to look at that PDF. And add it to my journaling practice. Oh. Um, you have it, don't you? No, I want to see, like, the continuum oh. on a nice little mini breakdown. Well, make one. Okay. I don't think Margie and Deb are listening, so you got to make that yourself. I was going to try to make you make it. Oh, maybe. Although I'll tell you, the the day that I started the That Early Childhood Nerd Facebook page, which was like a year before podcasting was even a possibility, um, uh-huh. I liked the Harvest Resources page, which is Deb and Margie, uh-huh. as That Early Childhood Nerd, and got a message from Deb Curtis that was like, I love the name. I've always thought of myself as a nerd. And I just <gasps> fanned myself and looked for my smelling salts. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Semi personal contact with Deb Curtis. Yes. Anyway, hey, we were going to try and make this a quick one, so let's go. We are. Yeah. Read it. Read it. So read here's it. here's the disposition we're talking about in this one. Uh, master teachers seek collaboration and peer support. And the quote that I'm going to pull is: "Though working with children can be extremely delightful." It can also be isolating for an adult to spend the bulk of their time in the company of young children. It's common for those who do this to lose a a broader perspective of their work or on their work. Yeah. I don't know why the word delightful always makes me giggle, but it does. So it can, working with children can be extremely delightful. Giggle, giggle. (laughs) 
Um, I agree with that. I was just thinking about that, actually, how I think part of the problem we have as a field is that everybody gets very insulated by their own program or their own classroom, and we don't think about this bigger work of early childhood. Yeah. And I think... You know, we've talked about burnout several times. I think that isolation is burnout is, is a, a ticket to burnout too. If we're not connecting to larger work, sometimes. Absolutely. I am of the opinion that I don't think personally I could be by myself in a room. Co-teaching mm. is so valuable to me. I, I would love not being by myself. Regardless of how much I like a co-teacher who's with me. Like, I did a job interview a few weeks ago, and they said, what would a perfect day at your current job look like? And I was like, I would be alone with five toddlers, and I could pee whenever I wanted. (laughs) (laughs) And that would be my ideal job. My my perfect day. So when are you going to start your in-home? I'm not. That sounds kind of like what that life could be. I know. I can't do that for reasons I'm not getting into on the podcast. Okay. But for the record, I need people to stop asking me that question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I knew you didn't want me to ask that question, but like, huh. Uh, well, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a kind friend. Anyway, that. yes, yes, you are. So let's talk about this. This is why Facebook so why? is amazing. Okay. I think this is why teachers especially spend so much time on Facebook. Uh-huh. Because, because they're just Because it's connecting. a way to not be isolated. Mm-hmm. So is that kind of just connecting and sharing ideas and venting frustration, which is what I usually see on those, uh, like, Facebook pages for people who work with kids? Um, yeah. Is that what what they mean here when they're talking about collaboration and peer support? Is there are there levels? Is it does it have to be deeper than that, or is it valuable just to have that? I think commiseration is a, a strong community builder, mm-hmm. but I don't think it should be the core of your community. Right. Oh, I definitely think commiseration is a community builder. That's why gossip is so hard to stop in a childcare center. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because once those bonds are forged. <laughs> Whew. as a director that was one of the banes of my existence but oh. um so we we actually changed at a former former job where i was working with um doing the orientation process for new employees at four different centers part of our part of our orientation for a new employee was the director that that employee was going to be working with would identify the positive opinion leaders in their oh. center and that uh-huh. that person would intentionally work to build relationship and connection with that new person because otherwise the complainers suck those new people in right away uh-huh. um and the people who are focused on their jobs and don't think you know talking and personal relationships like me are important lose that connection and then the negative connection is built before you know what you can do yeah and a couple times they'd be like, I don't even know if I have a positive opinion leader. I was like, well, that's a big problem. <laughs> if you can't identify one person on your staff. Yeah. That you would connect with a new person to avoid those negative bonds. That's Uh-oh. a problem. Yikes. That, that, that to me says that the core of your community isn't set up properly. Right, right. Because so, all humans 
I have this theory that all humans need four things to have a positive environment. Okay. To be like to thrive and not just survive. Right. And it's safety, trust, love, empowerment. Empowerment. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if you're in an environment where all you're doing is complaining and there isn't a positive opinion leader, then it means you're missing one, if not all, of those core things. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, that's those are four. Those things really fit into this idea of collaboration and peer support because you don't, mm-hmm. you don't get those. You, you don't just get those for yourself. Like you can't work in isolation and experience these four things. Yeah. Is, very true. Is what I mean. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but love really tell, tell me what for, for an adult working with other adults. Yep. What does that mean for you? Cause I don't love everyone I work with. Well, that means coming to things from a place of love. Okay. To me, with my former church upbringing, to yeah, me, that's yeah. like the person who says, I'm going to tell you this in love, and then proceeds to either gossip no. or c- criticize. That's not that's what you not, mean. No, no. <laughs> okay. I mean, uh,. For an adult, it's different than for a child. So this will uh-huh. take me a second to really wrap my brain around. Okay. But you have to feel appreciated, not just tolerated. Right. It comes back to that concept. Uh-huh. Um, I think appreciating those around you and not just tolerating them leads to loving your coworkers. I'm not saying you have to be friends with everybody. Right. But I'm saying you have to have a deep appreciation for what they do. Okay. And you have to value them for what they do. Okay. And if you're in this environment where everyone's negative Nancy, rumor mill, you don't have that appreciation. Right. That person is not appreciating those around them. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I've never heard these four things before, so now I'm just processing them. them. That's awesome. (laughs) Well, that's what I mean. You haven't brought them up before, so now it's thrown me because I want to just stop and think about those. (laughs) Um, but let's let's... the love comes back to there are many different types of love Uh it's not just that you want to make out with all your coworkers. (laughs) there's that um you know there's that like passionate love that you feel for your partner sure there's the love that you feel for your children right it's very different there's a love that you feel for someone else's child uh-huh. There's a love that you feel for your friends. And I think that there, even within your friends, there's a person that you love because you can tell them anything. Mm-hmm. There's a person that you love because they're always down to do anything. <laughs> uh-huh. There's a person that you love because you love to clean together. And what is that? I, How did I find I, that person? You know what I mean? I have no idea. I've not experienced okay. that. <laughs> But there are so many different types of love, and I think loving your coworkers is also that it's finding that partnership. Uh huh. Okay. So before before I started talking about wanting to work alone all the time, you were starting uh-huh. to say that you I couldn't, would you wouldn't, uh-uh. and uh-huh. and it felt like you were going further with that. You just respect your co teacher so much. That's what you're saying. Is that you guys add to each other's work? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Like you yeah. compliment each other or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I love, I just love love. 
God. <laughs> I love having another perspective all the time. Yeah. I don't have to rely on myself to reframe every single situation. Uh-huh. They're already doing it because they have a different set of eyes, a different perspective. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and the way that another person interacts with a child as a friend is so fun to see. <laughs> the, like each... You know, we each bring different things to the table as teachers, and uh-huh. children have the ability to get different things that they need from both of us, and, you know, uh-huh. they can make big messes with me, and they can get really great hugs and cuddles and stories from Miss Jennifer, and it, it's, I think that that is awesome. Too. Uh-huh. So I think about, because um, my son's a musician, uh, yeah. Curtis plays bass, upright and regular old. And um, whenever I used to watch either a performance, you know, that he was part of or um, for a while he was part of this weekly blues jam and they kind of just it was there was a lot of improvisa- improvisation and um, they were noodling. They were noodling. noodling. Yep. Um, or even just listening to him talk about possible things with with people that he was playing with. I would always think, I wish that there was someone, I wish that there was, um, I wish I could find that kind of energy and collaboration with early childhood people, where we're all just passionate about it, and we're all, um, we each have our own skills, we don't all play the same instruments, so to speak, yes, but but exactly. we have our own stuff, and, and I think that's really hard to find, but it maybe goes back to your idea that social media is great for this. That, yeah. you know, even if we're not finding it in our classrooms, it's out there somewhere. Yes. Um, and the other piece of that is that it's not just we're all patting each other on the back and agreeing with each other. Sometimes there's a mistake. Sometimes there's a a, a conflict. Mm-hmm. And there's a level of professionalism that this dream group has reached that that conflict doesn't become... I can't play with you anymore, or yeah. you're stupid. It's, huh? <laughs> well, that's different, <laughs> right? What can I take from that? Add to that? Do with that? Yeah. Within within the context of this healthy exchange that we're having, and yeah. and that's what I think is missing from so many people's uh, work experience in the field. Agreed. Because, again, with a reflection, once you have that support group, mm-hmm. you can't live without it. Yeah. I think that before social media, because I've been doing this for uh, 112 years now, give or take. <laughs> yeah. What was the before social media like? Um, you dinosaur, you. Yeah. So we had to we had to go to conferences to talk to each other. And so people got really excited about going to conferences and and we really went. And a lot of it was not so much sitting in the workshops as it was connecting with each other and seeing that there's people outside of our building who are also doing the same work. Um, And now I don't get that when I go to a conference anymore. I don't get that kind of, I don't feel that kind of excitement. And I wonder if it's because we've found a different way um, to make that connection and to collaborate and seek peer support to go back to the. I still do get that excitement going to conferences. Sometimes I do, but usually I just, yeah. Anymore, I just get annoyed at the topics of the workshops. (laughs) 
and then I you need to be running them. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know. Conferences are now this place to see all the people that I talk to. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you're going to be there too? Oh, I want to yeah. go to that because she's going. Yeah. Look, all my friends are going to go to this one. I want to go too. So, I just don't, I don't, I don't find, like right now, there's a conference coming up here in Indiana next week. And I, nobody else in the center where I work even probably knows it's happening other than the director because I had to ask time off for it. Um, and I, it's just not, in, in my context, it's not as big a deal as it used to be, it seems like. And I sort of am sad about that. But I mostly go for fangirling now. Mm, yeah. Like, yeah. I choose one of the celebrity speakers that I'm going to hound until they become yep. my friend. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I do that That's too. how I got Lisa. Do you, bring, <laughs> do you bring business cards with you? Oh, yeah. 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 And, uh. Here's my card. Want to get a beer? <laughs> it's shocking how effective that is. Yeah. You're not from around here. Can I take you out for a beer? You're so funny. It works. I tried a, that early childhood nerd pub night last year at the conference. And that was kind of fun. Yeah. And so I reserved some space and sent out a invite on my page and made my boss yeah. mad, but it was fun. <laughs> Um, um yeah, let's about talk about this. <laughs> I just what what really stuck with me on this one was that idea that and I already said it and so maybe I just need to work it through a little bit more but that idea that we need to understand that we're part of a bigger picture. And sometimes that could mean talking, you know, I'm a toddler teacher, maybe I need to spend more time talking to the preschool age teachers in my building to to get out of my toddler cocoon or um, get outside my building and and make connections with real people in real time. You know, how do we do that? Yeah. People are people are busy, but um, Peer support this is a tricky one for me. Yeah. And I think that is kind of a key to this. Mm-hmm. It's not just anybody. It's a partnership. Somebody that you feel on equal footing with. Yeah. So maybe there's levels of this too. There's just that value of having someone to vent to or share activity yeah. ideas with, but then there's this deeper partnership piece of it too. Yeah. I think so. This is why, ooh, hot take. I'm against, <laughs> I'm against the lead teacher, assistant teacher dynamic. Are you? I am. Hmm. Because of the equal footing thing. Yeah. In the eyes of the child, they don't care. Sure. They need you both for different things. Right. So so when I was a director, I used to say a lot, we, we had lead teacher, assistant teacher, aide. The main difference was that each position had different qualification requirements. Yeah. And different pay level because of the education requirements. But in the classroom... It, it should be more equal. Like, ultimately, the lead teacher was the one who was responsible for making sure everything that was supposed to happen was really happening. But everybody yeah. could be part of it and contribute ideas and have feedback and play a role. Because when I was first a lead teacher, that's not how I was. I was the worst lead teacher. I felt like I was the one with the ideas, the smarts, the knowledge, the expertise, and you can sweep up when I'm done. Oh, <laughs> and that's why that dynamic is bad. Yeah, so I see what you're saying. Um... But, like, 
I've also worked in co-teacher situations where there's me who's been in the field for 113 years now, a year longer than the last time. Um, <laughs> We're operating on like the time scale of a fruit fly today. Right, yes. I'm, <laughs> I'm the early childhood equivalent of a fruit fly. Uh-huh. And, um, and you know, I'm, I've got my bachelor's, been doing this for a long time, working on my master's. And then the co-teacher um, had a high school diploma and three or four years of experience. And that was really challenging for me to not have the lead role. To, to have it was hard for me to have to give some of that up, I guess is where I'm get going with that. So I'm not arguing with your idea. I'm just processing it out loud, which may not be great podcast. <laughs> so it's, is it's an interesting thought process? Is that part of collaboration? Then is it letting go of ego and power and those kinds of so. ideas and just doing the work yep. together? Mm-hmm. Yep. Hmm. We know this better than anyone. Just because you have more training mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you're better at the job. That's true. That's true. Just because you have more years of experience doesn't mean you're better at the job. Are you telling me you don't think I'm good at my job? I think you're phenomenal. <laughs> You've never seen me. You only know what I tell you. I could be the worst in oh, real practice. What if you're the worst? What if I'm the worst? <laughs> You just trust all these things I say. <laughs> exactly. I've got oh, you all right no. where I want you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Yikes. Okay, sorry. I'm hyper-caffeinated. Me, too. I'm on cup number three. <laughs> Me, too. Oh, my God. Um, okay, so what – I'm just going to keep coming back to this broader perspective and feeling like we're part of something bigger. Okay. Do, do you agree that that's something that is important? And if so, why? Or do you think we can just function in our little classroom and our little center? And I think you have to go back and forth. Uh-huh. Because if you get too big picture, it's depressing as hell. Right. <laughs> right. I feel that way about staying I in my little classroom sometimes. Change. I better just put on my blinders and only affect positive change for these five. Yeah. Which, like, you need both of those. Okay. Need, I think you need to go back and forth between affecting positive change for your five and affecting positive change for, like, the future, man. Uh-huh. Man. Yeah. That's heavy. Hmm. Heavy is my middle name these days. <laughs> I keep bringing up your pain. <laughs> Quit bringing it up, Heather. <laughs> I'm going to pop another blueberry. <laughs> All right, fine. So then let's move Where to... Are we at? Do we have like a takeaway message? Are we at the halfway? Uh, we could be, yeah. Yeah, because I was going to go into some defining and some wondering. So, yeah, let's go ahead. Let's pause here. Then. Okay, well, hang on, everybody. I wonder what you're wondering We're about. We're splitting this one into two episodes, too. So, uh, yeah. we'll see you in the next in episode. In the next episode. <laughs> and that's the show. Now, go get your nerd on.